Well, you've got a nickel and I've got a dime. Let's get together and have a good time. Well, it's carnival time. You got to shake your titties at carnival time. Yeah. Whoa, it's carnival time. Everybody's dancing around. Something, I don't know all the words. Don't quote me on the carnival songs. Hi, everyone. Hello, lovers. Hello, lovers. How art thou? I am so happy to see you on a beautiful Fat Tuesday. That's right. F-A-T. T-U-E. <laughs> I am neither from New Orleans nor am I a uh, Christian but or a Catholic, but I'll tell you what I enjoy. I do enjoy a king cake. Who's got that little baby in the cake for me? I mean, come on, who doesn't love a king cake? Who doesn't love the Bayou of Nolan? Who doesn't love the miss, the, the, the old miss? The old miss. That's right, old man river. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Get Wood. My name is Jess Wood. This is a show that's a cavalcade of carnivalistic, cannibalistic at certain times, comedy, commune, and a delight. Hi, everyone. Hi. Good to see you. I hope you've all had a great week. I am having the most magical fucking week. You know, th this is the thing. When you pay attention, there's there's magic everywhere. I, 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 look, you tune in because you like the woo. You like the wood. You like the woo. So you're here and I thank you for it. Let's, let's talk about a couple of great things that happened this week to your pal Jess. Okay. Ready? And see, begin action. First of all, I left you on last Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. I left you last Tuesday. Valentine. Valentine's Day, New York Fashion Week, having had gone to the Guggenheim Museum the night before, having very, very cultured, I'm like yogurt. That's how cultured I am, all right? Don't even, uh, you let, don't mess with me, don't close me down like you did my pizzeria in Bensonhurst. You know what I'm talking about, Lenny's. Anyway, um. I was at the Valentine show that I had been booked on, and um, it was a really interesting show that they decided to do. Here's the thing about Fashion Week in New York City. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you. Here's the thing about Fashion Week in New York City. It doesn't matter where the locale is. I told you this last week. It doesn't matter. You can have a fashion show anywhere. You can have it in an alley, you can have it in a shop, you can have it in a warehouse, you can have it on a bridge, you can have it in a schoolyard. You know what I'm talking about. Now, the fact that on Valentine's Day they had a show in someone's residence where also the comedian people were coming to do a show as well. See, when you have, now you can mix models and comics. I think we're fine. I mean, yes. Was I insecure when I was eating macaroni next to the models last Tuesday evening? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Were they wearing one-piece spandex outfits that said a, something on their belly? They had no belly. But yes, it was written there on their middle. 
and we had infused mac and cheese. She said microdosed mac and cheese, but I don't know what kind of dosage or of what it was, but we were eating it. And I was happy about the models eating and I told them so. I said, girls, good for you. Because I'm everyone's auntie now. You know, you get to a certain age, guys, you can't help, just embrace it. Embrace it. You know, either they're going to look at you and they're going to go, gosh, you know what? That lady's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind being like that gal when I get older. Or they're going to look at you and go, ooh, hot mess. Passola. Or as my mom Ellen would say, Pasadena on that. Yes, I need a haircut. Thanks, everyone. I know you're concerned about my eyesight, which is going, whether or not there's a bang in front of it or not. Anyway, we were at a residence to try to do a show, but there were models. What our, our producer had sent us a, a message that said, now the model's dressing room is the comedian's showroom. <laughs> I know, you heard it correctly. The model's dressing room is the comedian's showroom. That just means that we're going to do a show where the models are changing? Is that part of the show? Because I don't mind. I've done shows where there's strippers and there's comics. Let me tell you something. It works. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. No, we were told no. We're going to wait for the models to do the walk, to do the you know, turn, a lot of sachet chante. And then we're going to start the comedy show. But you got to wait, have some more mac and cheese, <laughs> microdosed. I sat in the hallway, and as a fellow comedian person, friend of mine said, Oh, God, Jess, it's like your baby Jessica trapped in the well. And, I, and, and to a certain extent, I was. Now, listen, nothing was collapsing around me or anything like that. Happy Fat Tuesday, Zach. I miss you, baby. Um, but I was in the hallway of a residence where the shows were going on. Now, there were models in there. They were walking. They were eating mac and cheese. They were feeling themselves. And then there were us, the comedians, huddled, kind of looking distressed in the stairwell of the building. Uh, and I know we looked distressed because more than one time a person came up and asked, is everybody okay? And <laughs> we thought we looked cute and kind of comfortable. I was on a, I was on a, I was on a stair and I felt like I looked pretty cute, but uh, apparently that we looked worried, like maybe we had gotten into the building somehow from the street because a lot of the, let's face it, when there's a fashion show happening, everyone's very slick. But at the same time, the venue, as my friend and I had discussed, another comedian woman, it looked like the first scene from CSI. Do you know what I mean? The first scene in the Law & Order CSI where they show up and they're like, oh, dead body. You know what I mean? What, what happened here? Why is this model murdered in her spandex with the word murder on her belly? Uh, no belly at all. Anyway, so that was the comedy show, which was it comedic? Who knows? You, they'll make their own decision over there. Uh, but what happened that I felt was the best thing that happened after the show, Valentine's Day, still Valentine's Day before midnight on last Tuesday, um, I must say, tell you, okay, when I first, or let's back it up a little. Before the show, I was walking up 8th Street 
in New York City, Manhattan, and I was walking behind these couples. Let me just tell you, I know I'm gonna sound sour, I'm gonna sound bitter, I'm gonna sound jaded, and I'm gonna sound angry and that I need, I'm in need of love and a hug. I don't mind, I don't even care. You can fucking judge me. You know what? Judge me, everybody's judging anyways. So anyways, I'm walking behind all of these couples, couples, couples behind me, in front of me, everywhere holding hands valentine's night you know what they're not in a hurry they're just sauntering they're sauntering and they're in love and you know what you fucking feel like when someone's sauntering in front of you in new york fucking city you feel like stabbing them in the face now is that just me i don't think so i see you out there even if you don't live in new york city and you're walking down a certain street listen zach on central avenue you get behind a slow poke and you can't get around him you just get murderous i I tell you what you just get fucking i just want to murder the people so was i really jaded about not having love in my life on valentine's day when i wanted to murder all the couples in front of me walking on 8th street i don't think so i think everyone would have a touch of that just a touch just a touch and oh i hated it they're just walking just walking oh just honey do you want to look in this window what's in that window oh love is that love again in in this window oh i see a reflection of us is that us is that love fuck you and you know what else new york city used to be a place for single people who were jaded and and through with love and you know what they're coming for me you hear that they are coming for me they're coming quick because they know i'm losing it y'all the fucking new york city it's all strollers and people holding hands get the fuck out of the way those of us that have had a lot of trauma in our lives need to keep walking fast and get it out of there do you know what i mean just anyhow so i finally made it to my train home to my subway home back to coney island like the warriors that's right warriors you can run but you can't hide uh so i am on the train and i'm thinking you know what it's another day in the city what are you gonna do you keep you work it out so i am just sitting there and here's the thing about me on the subway a lot these days i don't know why friends but i'm not reading i'm not listening to music sometimes i'm writing something but a lot of times i'm just there zoning out what i like to call the putty the david putty from seinfeld do you know seinfeld enough to know this one you do here's the thing when uh, let me take a breath when elaine and david putty are on a plane to go somewhere and she goes do you want to read something and he goes no and she goes do you want to watch something on the he goes no and she goes were you going to take a nap and he goes no and she goes well what are you going to do and he goes just sit here and then she gets really mad and breaks up with him David. So I'm kind of like putty now on the train. I just sit there. (laughs) But thank God I do, because you know why? I pay attention. I'm paying attention. I'm not just spaced out in the fucking space out in the space cadet land. I'm paying attention. And guess what had happened was I'm on this train. A gentleman gets on a middle-aged black gentleman gets on. He's got a bag of food, maybe to go. Maybe he, I don't know. He's on his way home with his food. Uh, he goes, he stands in the corner. I don't think anything of it. Then a couple stops later, he goes and sits down. Now he's sitting right directly across from me. And he's got a lovely black woman next to him. He, they don't know each other. 
make all this clear to you. Then there are a couple of white guys sitting here on my peripheral. Now, the bag that this gentleman is holding is now in his lap and it starts to rustle. Do you know what I mean when the bag is on a Russell Crowe situation and all of a sudden you're like, why the fuck is that? Is he, I hope he's getting out an egg roll to, to eat. Well, guess what? It wasn't an egg roll to eat. It was an egg roll to stroke. What? First, he started real quiet, like just at the tip, just the tip, he said. Then he just started to, it just started to come out like a turtle, like a turtle's head braving his way to the new world. This dick came out of these pants in a matter of moments from between Bay Parkway and Ditmas Ave. This dick made an appearance that no one could say wasn't a striking performance now listen it's valentine's day i'ma take it as a compliment i haven't gotten any love no love all night i had to watch couples hold each other's hands and here comes a man who thinks i'm worthy of a jerk off too listen i've been back in new york in my little town that i love for months now and have i experienced a jerk off yet not yet did i feel a compliment oh, yes i did okay you can call me names you can judge me again come in here and judge me as much as you like but you'll know in a certain way in a kind of a sick way i feel a little validated in my beauty so i got up at a certain point i didn't let him finish in front of me <laughs> excuse me that's personal so i got up at a certain point and i was like uh and i always you know here's the thing i won't ever take a picture or and send it to the news which a lot of women were doing because look if you're a lady out there and you've never been jerked off to first of all <laughs> where are you where are you uh second of all um, don't take it because it's, it's horrifying. It's traumatizing for a lot of people. But if you grow up with people with their dicks in their hands all the time, is that like, uh, maybe I'm a little jaded, you know, maybe I'm a little fucking jaded, you know, again, uh, traumas, you know, maybe you can handle it on the train. So I, I rush away from this gentleman and a lady, the lady that's been sitting next to him comes right next to her. She's like, ah, and she runs, you know, with me to the next car. And she is like, oh my God. And she grasps her, her imaginary pearls. And I looked at her and I said, oh, is that your first time? I mean, it's it's like a real bonding situation with women. If you're on the train or a plane or someone, and some a stranger has whipped out their cock and, and stroked it at you, there's like a little bit of a bonding. You know, it's like a trauma. It's like when you're in an earthquake with people or a fire, some sort of natural disaster. You remember that cock on the F train? Well, I'm glad we were there for each other, sister. I'm glad we were there for each other. You're a fucking soldier, and I'm proud of you, what you did about that dick back there. God bless. I'll see you on the train home. Uh, so that was a delight. What a delight. And while we're talking dicks, let's talk about a new show that I wish they had called me to audition for, but I guess I didn't really fit the exact what they needed because I need to have a child to be on this show. There's a new reality show out and you haven't heard about it yet. You know what I'm going to, if you have, you know what I'm about to talk about. Ah. Milf Manor. Milf Manor. Bing, bing, bing. This is my judge gavel. I now bring MILF Manor discussion to, you know, open the floor for the MILF Manor discussion. I 
cannot believe the premise of this show. And even more, I can't believe that one of my, you know, hero guys, is he a hero? Not really. But one of the people I love in comedy, Mr. Howard Stern, who watches porn all the time that has to do with step parents and children and all that shit, his, he doesn't think, he's like, oh, they really went too far with this show. Are you out of your mind? First of all, excuse me. I enjoy a young gentleman. And let me tell you something. These mothers, this is the premise of the show, okay? Milf Manor, premise of the show. Mothers come on to this manor. They're going to be with younger gentlemen who enjoy a milf. But the switcheroo is, it's not really a switch, but here's the fucking deal, the, the, the hook. All the guys are the sons of all the women in the manor. I know I'm pointing at you a lot. I get, uh, really, you are, would you do it? I would do it. I would do it. Is that sick? Is that sad? Is that terrible? Well, anybody with a son out there is like, you're never going to meet my son. You're never going to meet my son, Jessica. Here's the thing. I don't want a child. I'm not trying to, to be with a child. I don't like that. That's horrifying. I like the mid 20s to late 20s uh, fellow. And I have a feeling that all of these gentlemen on the MILF Manor, now I don't get, I don't, I haven't seen it yet. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I, I don't know. You know what? I do know. Some of us have, some of you out there like the housewives. I don't watch that, but I'll watch a MILF. I don't know. Is it because we, we, I don't know. I don't want to say what I do, I want to say everything, but do you do you relate? Does anyone relate? No one's saying anything. Let's meet. Oh, somebody wants to meet up. Okay, I, I'm already I'm getting dates on here. Are you someone's step son? <laughs> Happy Fat Tuesday! All your dreams will come true and your nightmares today. Uh, so hey, let's move it on. Listen, um, did you know that I uh. Often I'm in Coney Island. I'm often around the beach of Coney Island, and I I really do enjoy it over there. And there's a lot of people walking around. And if it's a beautiful day, everybody's out at the boardwalk, and everyone's walking around. And we uh, and we love taking walks to the boardwalk. And I was down there recently by myself, sitting on a bench, just kind of soaking up a little bit of sun. And if you know, you know. A lot of people speak to me in Russian. Now here's the thing: I am of Russian heritage. I I am Russian, Jew, Polish. I've probably some Irish. I mean, look at the fucking face. And uh, this woman came up to me and she started speaking Russian to me. And I always will say, sorry, you know, and they go, oh, and then they're like a little bit mad, but like also they feel sorry. I don't know what it is, but it's a sarcastic reaction. Like I'm like, sorry. And they go, oh, it's okay. Oh, you don't know Russian? Oh, you don't know. Like they're, it's like they feel, you know, I don't know. It's a little condescending. I'm going to, I'm going to say that. But this woman was very nice. I said, sorry. And she goes, oh, no, I'm sorry. Sometimes we don't know who speaks what when you see them out here. So many people speak so many uh, languages. And I said, I know. I said, I, I, I feel like I should learn at least a few sentences in Russian, right? Shouldn't it be more polite? And she goes, well, it's okay. You're like my son. My son, he doesn't speak, but, uh, you know, I tell him, you can speak. I, it would be nice for older people. You could talk to them. And then I told her what I've told you. 
I said, well, I don't speak the language, but I can do the accent. And for some reason, people seem to understand the accent. I, call me crazy. You have. I know it's okay. Not first person ever do this because it's like um, common knowledge. Okay. Let's talk about the children's drawings that they had. Uh, people are reporting children's drawings as inappropriate. Would you like to say my drawings? Um, and the drawings are, um, they're, they're, they're children making these drawings. They're not thinking of, like who looks at a pig that a child drew and the pig's tie and says, uh, uh, dick and balls, dick and balls. That's a fucking plain as, as that pig's snout, uh, fucking dick and balls. Who is the grown up? And then they're like, Sally, Sally, let's look at this pig. Do you see anything wrong with this pig? And then they're like, they're baiting them and they're, and they're trying to get them to feel like, do you, yeah, let the kids have art. At least for God, what are you fucking Giuliani out there? You trying to shut down all museums because they're using the elephant dung? Good grief. Do you remember that in the Brooklyn Museum? Now, I think the elephant dung was the least of our troubles at the at that show. There was a there was a there was a fucking painting that was made that was painted, but it was made painted out of uh, little children's handprints. And it was huge. I want to say it was at least nine or ten feet in this uh museum and it was made from little children's handprints and it was the face of a man and the man was a child killer ah! okay let's be nice to the kids let them draw what they want to fucking draw there was another kid that drew a valentine's day card for her parents and with the dog and she had a dog treat in her pants and they're like cock and balls these kids and their cock and balls stop it they're not if uh, you know what i would change my tune if there were teenagers doing it if it showed up as wee wees and peepees in the textbooks <laughs> mr bookman but they're not these are children and they're enjoying their lives and they're trying to draw things for you and you're making you're making them think they're drawing dicks and balls all the time you nasty ass see it's uh, it's them it's the grown-ups you know who else I want to talk shit about this week Tucker Carlson and those fuckers over at Fox fucking news not that I have to preach I'm preaching to the choir here but god Damn it. Did you see the video that Chelsea Handler did this week on The Daily Show? And she did this great video about being childless and having freedom and doing what she wants and having extra money. I mean, this, yes. Also, guess who else talked about it in their special that I watched this week? Motherfucking Mark Maron. That's right. I said motherfucking Mark Maron because... He talked about not wanting kids, and he's like, yeah, people are like, oh, you managed not to have kids, but he doesn't get shamed for it. Us bitches, oh, really? Don't you think that's selfish? Bitch, I'm green. I don't want to bring another person on here because of the footprint. Eco-consciously, a baby is not a great idea. Eco-fucking-consciously. You know what I'm talking about? So... Um, oh, you love the Mark Maron special, boo-boo? Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Like, I want to say I've not been a huge fan of his stand-up for the whole time, but this was probably my favorite one. 
I actually like, you know, I laugh, but you know what I didn't laugh at? These motherfuckers on Fox talking shit about women, talking about how they've been given the wrong message that they're girl bosses and that they can do anything a man can do. And oh, if you watch them back a car up, you'll know that's not true. Hey, fuck you, bro. What? Just because you can date rape us at a fucking party doesn't mean that we can't do most of the shit that you can do. Just because you can hold us down and fucking rape us and pull a train on us at a goddamn fraternity fucking khaki pants frat bro shit. Stop it, you dicks. Seriously, I mean, come on. You know, you want to see a dick drawn on a dick and balls? Turn on Fox News with these fucking assholes. And, uh, uh the women, they've been tricked. That they should they could do everything. No, motherfucker. We, you know what? We have been tricked. We've been tricked to think that we can have everything. You know what else we've been tricked about? And the biggest fucking trickery of it all, which gets me crazy every fucking day, of the, every day of every week of every year of every fucking time of my of my life, is that the trick, the biggest trick they've pulled on us, ladies, is to not like and support each other. <gasps> These motherfuckers gotta go. They gotta go. They gotta fucking go. Stop perpetrating this bullshit idea about women and this woman's better than this woman and this woman looks good so she wins over this woman. Suck my clitoris, you suck ass fucking idiots. Ignorant? Yeah. Scared? Of course. We give life. You know how frightening that is to these fucking a-holes that can't even make a goddamn good cup of coffee? I said it. All right. Um, anyway, hurrah for Chelsea. Hurrah. Hurrah for Chelsea. Hurrah. And hurrah for Mark for saying something, for fuck's sakes. Anyway, let's uh, say rest in peace to a few of our heroes that we lost this week. Raquel Welsh. Gorgeous goddess who unfortunately was not allowed to speak on a lot of her films or tell her director you know i looked at the script and i was thinking don't do that that's a that's a quote from the fucking director has have things gotten any better well let's hope a little bit (laughs) anyway glad we know that story glad she could tell us that story Uh, richard belzer the bells got to say rest in peace to homeboy and there's a guy who's a fucking delight and he's also an, a huge inspiration for those of us who are later in life and still fucking pulling it off doing it working living the dream making a career at whatever fucking age because talent doesn't fucking age authenticity and interesting shit only becomes better also mm, like a fine wine bish I so today I want to tell you um, I was listening to also some news about organized crime I just have to say you know if you don't know I do have a tattoo well it's misspelled but I do have a tattoo that says ladies love outlaws and I still stand by this idea now uh, I know I shouldn't I just wibbled my nipple. Um, but I do feel like it's, they're very, there's something, it's the danger, it's the, but it's also my trauma. It's my trauma. And I, I'll bond with you if you've been to jail or been shot. Um, 
I'm not, I don't think this is at all a brag. I just think that I get extra excited when I hear about organized crime, crime, criminals, criming, here lies the body of crimes. Um, So Chinatown and Harlem were what they were focusing on today on the um, organized crime stories on NPR. You guys, I listen to NPR and I read Paris Hilton books. She had one book, a lot of pictures. And so the the Chinatown organized crime, chef's kiss, really, really something else. And I wish that I had done a little bit more research for you, but I will put it in the show notes about the YouTube channel that you can go to to find this guy's videos. He was a Chinese, he was, he's this Chinese guy and he was a gang member in the 70s and 80s in Chinatown, New York. And now he's a fucking cop in, in Chinatown, New York. I know. It's, I, Serpico. I don't know if that's, I don't think that's the same, but so killer. And then, and I'll end it with this, in Harlem, the organ, I know, can you believe it's already over? I mean, this was, this was the, woo, this was a, that's me, that's me beads. And I did not have to show my titties to wear these beads today. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, Harlem was the story of Queenie, the numbers runner, uh, from the islands who had showed up there. She left in 1912. She came to New York City. I mean, ugh, I need movies about all these people, all these gangs, the Flying Dragon Gang. <sighs> I want to meet these veterans, do you know? I'd like to, where do they hang out? Where do you guys think they hang out? Where do you guys, I know, I get excited over um, I Queenie's no longer with us, and I'm sure a lot of the gang members in Chinatown are no longer with us. But you know what? I'm gonna make it my mission to get down to Chinatown and to do some investigation. Why not? God, I love the history of New York City. I can't even tell you the history, the architecture, the people. Ugh. even the jerker offer to bookend this beautiful and delicious Mardi Gras special show, I would like to tell you, you know what? Yes, we should have some more mental institutions open for these people who think they need to jerk off on the streets. Once in a while, if you're a lonely lady and a guy pulls his dick out randomly, eh, maybe take it as a compliment, move it along. (laughs) Or you don't have to. But you know what? Either way, have a good time because this life is short as fuck. Or like Chris Rock says, life is long. Life is long. You make the wrong decisions. Life is long. So you better have a good fucking time. So if you're going out tonight for Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday, please be careful. Take good care of yourself. But Please also eat lots of donuts and pancakes and bananas and oh my God. And no, I didn't show my titties for the beads, but you know, I have been to New Orleans and I do know the, the pressure. Let's just talk about the pressure of walking down Bourbon Street and being screamed at by men on a balcony holding, ch- come on, these beads, these are like less than a penny each and these motherfuckers are like 
you know, they'd say to me today, purple shirt, purple shirt, purple shirt. And I would say, no, thank you. And then they would say, boo, because there's a lot of fucking pressure on us, ladies and gents and thems and those and theys. I love you all so much. Oh, my goodness. You all are such lovers. And you know what would make you even more of a lover in my heart and my soul and my titties would be if you please would share this show. Just share it. Use that little icon with the airplane on it and share the shit out of this show and tag me in it. And for those of you who share my show on the weekly, I fucking love you so much. And you know I do because I send you a little note. So look, if you're going to be sharing my show, I'm going to be sending you notes. So don't you want a little private note from your boo-boo Jess? I bet you do. So why don't you do such a thing? Listen, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Don't suck a dick you don't like. And don't lick a pussy you don't like. You know that I need you to not do any of that shit you don't like. And I will see you next Tuesday, okay? Please be well and take care of yourself and each other. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yes.